Back here on this Saturday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, our producer Shane Reardon, coordinating producer is Tracy Toro. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. And please visit our new redesigned blog and make it your home for sports injury prevention and treatment, fitness and nutrition. You can find podcasts of our show and many useful articles, sportsmedicineweekly.com. Time now for the staple of our show. It's our Ask the Doctor segment. We take questions from our audience, so to speak. If you want to submit your question, just go to our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. And on the homepage, underneath the picture of Dr. Brian Cole and yours truly, you can click on that link and ask the doc. You ready, doc? I'm here. Got some good ones. To answer your questions. All right. Dr. Cole, I get knee pain with physical activity, this listener says. My doctor recommended gel injections. I have already gotten a cortisone injection with temporary relief. What is the difference between the gel and the cortisone? So my guess is this individual has osteoarthritis because when you talk about cortisone or gel, otherwise known as hyaluronic acid, which is um, basically what is normally in the cartilage of a joint, uh, it's the it's one of the building blocks of cartilage, but it doesn't actually work to regenerate our cartilage and arthritic environment. So both of them can reduce pain. Both when I say cort- both, I mean cortisone or hyaluronic acid or lubricant. Both are known to reduce pain, reduce swelling, and improve function, but they work through very different mechanisms. So from a treatment point of view, um, we will often use corticosteroids or steroid injections, and you can use them in a limited fashion, sometimes up to three a year in any joint. And if you get a good response, it lasts more than three months and you're satisfied, I think that's a good way to go. And I believe it's very safe. When that stops working, the gel injections can be indicated for people who have everything but true bone-on-bone arthritis, which only has about a 25% response rate. And the injections are designed to reduce pain and improve function. And um, they have to sort of a, I, would, I, would, I describe it to people to sort of reset the joint biochemically. It's not a device. It doesn't build cartilage or anything like that, but it can make people feel better, suffice to say, with arthritis. And it can be a series of one to five injections. When people come in in our office, we'll do a single gel injection if that's all they're getting is just gel. But we also now combine it um, routinely with platelet-rich plasma where we draw their blood, spin it down in a centrifuge, and we combine it with a gel injection and do it in a series of three. Uh, But a great way to keep people out of the operating room to reduce symptoms related to osteoarthritis. Here's our next question, Dr. Cole. Now, these people sound like doctors. We talked about this (laughs) in the past. They sound like physical therapists, and our listeners are getting uh, pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm in the office. Yeah. All right, here's our next question. This is a good one. Do you recommend, you got to explain this, blood flow restriction therapy when recovering from an injury? If so, for what kinds of injuries? Blood flow restriction, or BFR, is um, one of the, I think, greatest evolutionary uh, contributions in physical therapy and re- recovery. Um, it's a way to sort of, through restricting the blood flow to uh, uh, the limb or the extremity, to increase both biochemically and mechanically um, growth and hypertrophy of muscles. So it's a way to exert work through blood flow restriction, and it has uh, a, it's, a, it's like a science project within your muscles that leads to an accelerated 
regrowth, strengthening of muscles. Uh, great for people who are recovering from injury. So we use it a lot now. All of our therapists are, for example, are trained in BFR. Uh, I know that the therapy companies around the city, uh, including uh, uh, Athletico ATI and so forth, uh, some of our, 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 our sponsors, uh, they too will offer blood flow restriction on a pretty regular basis. So if you're in a situation where you're trying to rapidly recover in a safe fashion and regain bulk strength, BFR, or blood flow restriction, is a great way to do it. All right, good stuff. Next question here in our Ask the Doctor segment as we continue here on Sports Medicine Weekly. What are the signs of having a stress fracture in my foot, Dr. Cohen? How long will it take to heal? Stress fractures are commonly seen in women over men. Uh, they will frequently occur when someone is increasing their mileage uh, compared to sort of their prior running rates. Uh, it often happens with increasing the more you run, the more you feel it. And it's one of those things you want to get your arms around early because if you do have a stress fracture, so it typically will happen in one of the foot bones, uh, the metatarsals. And if, it, if you do believe this is something that's impairing your running, you're getting discomfort that's not going away, I'd get it checked out because this is one of those injuries. If you hit it early, you'll be back in the game much quicker. If you neglect it and continue to run through it, then the blood supply issues can compromise longer-term healing, and you're kind of stuck with this for much longer than you otherwise would be. So if you think you have it and it's getting worse when you run and load it, I would encourage you to uh, uh, seek uh, medical attention from a foot and ankle specialist. All right, final question of the show. Here we go. As the weather gets warmer, Dr. Cole, I enjoy working out outside. I am concerned, though, about getting dehydrated in the hotter temperatures. Is water sufficient for hydration after a long workout, or should I drink something with added electrolytes? I think that, you know, to a limited extent, free water without electrolytes is fine. But uh, most of us, unfortunately, when we're exercising a lot, are, are somewhat functioning in a, a dehydrated fashion. So... I, I think it's very uh, responsible to add electrolytes. I just found some new, there's some new things over the counter that you can add to a water bottle that actually have a little bit of taste to it. There's a, a natural sweetener in it, um, uh, not just sugar and not, you know, some of the synthetics. And they can give you a, you know, a, a, a responsible dose of electrolytes for rehydration. Obviously, there's the, the, the classic things that we see uh, uh, over the counter um, like Gatorade and Pedialyte is actually excellent as well. What is it? Pedialyte. Oh, yeah. So, you know, historically you think about it, kids who are, you know, puking their brains out to get them rehydrated, you give them Pedialyte. But adults can take Pedialyte, and it's great for the same purpose. But I found it very easy, very economical, and no calories, these little electrolyte packs that, like what you see, you know, like for Crystal Light, things like that, they're packs in, you know, the little, the thin little containers. Those can be um, really easy to use, and I now do that on a pretty, pretty regular basis. Just assume that I'm somewhat dehydrated, but just remember when you sweat, you're not just sweating free water, you're sweating electrolytes, and that's the purpose of uh, taking something as a little bit of an additive uh, orally and, and as a supplement to water. It seems like now some of these sports drinks, they're having zero sugar, a little bit of sugar, or the full sugar. So I always get worried, though, about the full sugar. Right? Even my kids now are looking at the, the zero calories. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a trade-off. And the big challenge is that the synthetic sugars, and you know, we've had you know, Karen Malkin on a number of times, um, um, have their own consequences. So I think some would say that natural sugar, if you're going to do anything, is better than some of the synthetic stuff. But I would say that if you could do none of it, um, that's probably your best bet. Uh, but, again, everything in moderation. All right, great stuff, Doc. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Great questions from our listeners. Keep them coming. Yep, that's our Ask the Doctor segment. Again, go to our homepage of our website on sportsmedicineweekly.com and click on the 
link underneath our picture, and you can ask the doctor a question. We're out of time. Many thanks to our producer, Shane Reardon. Our coordinating producer is Tracy Toro. Also want to thank David Cole for managing our website and also our business operations. And we thank Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks for listening to our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, coming up next here on The Score. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Talk with you again next week for a brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly, only on 670 The Score.